What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to be talking about journaling prompts, because sometimes uh, if you're like me, I've been journaling for many years and it's still so helpful to just kind of do a brain dump of whatever you're feeling. But sometimes as like a little homework, it can be nice to have some things that really make you think and kind of reevaluate where you are and and what you need the most right now in life. So we're going to yeah. talk about uh, our favorite ones today. Absolutely. And I love the fact that I, you are a frequent journaler, right? Mm-hmm. Kels? Like it's yep. part of your daily routine and I'm an as needed journal journaler. So yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to talk about our, how we use this as a tool in different ways and like different, you know, durations of time or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Me too. So this is coming out on March 13th. Um, I have been so happy on tour so far. Um, The first two weekends uh, sold out. So both Providence and Raleigh completely sold out. And we are recording this on January 19th. So by the time this comes out, I hope that even more of the tour dates have sold out. Thank you guys so much. I really, I, I can't tell you how much it means to me to go to the websites and see the words sold out <laughs> over the show times. Yeah. It's like, it's my dream. This is, it's the greatest thing ever. So thank you so much for coming out. My tour is going through the end of the year. So the upcoming tour dates um, as of now are, I will be in Minneapolis, March 22nd through the 25th, San Francisco, Rosemont, Chicago, and Denver in April. Um, in May, I'm in Uncasville, Salt Lake City, and then Burbank, Phoenix, Dania Beach, so many more coming up. Please go to KelseyCook.com and get those tour day tickets. Fabulous. That's so exciting. Congrats, Kels. Selling out shows left and right, baby. Thank you. Um, um, 
Awesome. And hey, if you are a licensed mental health professional, I would love to have you over at my other podcast, the Minimalist Business Podcast. Uh, We talk about scaling a business in a way that you can actually take care of yourself too and make more money and all that shit. Um, and, uh, anybody's welcome, any entrepreneur business owner, who's interested in a minimalist approach to scaling a business, love to have you over there. Also, if you're just a mental health advocate, there's some opportunities coming up for you to get involved as well. And for you to support, uh, mental health professionals with different, uh, parts of their career and, and trainings and stuff like that. So yeah, DelaneyFisher.com. It is a completely free podcast, but it is private. You have to go to DelaneyFisher.com to receive it and you won't be able to see it on any public platforms. Got it. All right. All righty. Yeah. Well, um, you have a quote to kick it off, right? Okay. So I did a a little quotable buffet. I found a few others that were quite nice. So we'll start with Julia Cameron because obviously, um, because obviously, (laughs) because obviously, uh, this quote says writing is medicine. It is an appropriate antidote to injury it is an appropriate companion for any difficult change. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So good. And this one is from Flannery O'Connor. It says, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. Mm. I love that. That is a juicy ass quote right there. Yeah. I really, that one really resonates with me. Um, because when you really get down to the root of some of your stuff, you're like, fuck, I didn't realize that wasn't just floating at the surface. I actually had to take time and do some digging to realize that's what I'm feeling. And this one is from Mina Murray. It says journaling is like whispering to oneself and listening at the same time. God, I really love all of those. I know. So good. Got a little chills going, little tingles. Yeah, man. We've been doing the show for so long and quotables still just, they really get me. I love a good quote. I yeah. love, there's a reason I have like a whole note section in my phone of just quotes that light me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. I've still got the, uh, what's this app called? It's the, the, I am app. It's the positive affirmations and it still sits at the top of my, like a widget at the top yeah. of my home screen on my phone. And it just refreshes every 20, 30 minutes. So <laughs> the one good. it says right now, it says, I am built of courage. <laughs> Some of them are a little corny. But honestly, courage. It's, it's a little like, you know, it can be some weird ones from time to time, yeah. but I really like it. It's nice. That's a so. nice little reminder. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I always feel like if you're looking at your phone anyway, you might as well get I a little boost, it. a little hug from your phone is what it feels like. Yeah. A little supercharged. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we've decided to kind of separate our favorite journal prompts into a couple categories. We kind of have like the holistic category that can give you some perspective on kind of your whole life or different areas of your life, um, or how how you're feeling about everything, um, holistically. And then we also have daily journal prompts that are just fun nuggets to check in with yourself every day. So Kels, do you have, uh, your top, your top ones for, you know, taking an audit of your whole fucking life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, a couple of these of the ones that came to mind for me are some of my favorite ones from The Artist's Way. We, you know, we had a Julia Cameron quotable, author of The Artist's Way. You guys know it's my favorite book. And both of these prompts, both of these prompts, I feel like are really helpful when you're just like needing to do some deep digging. The first one is write a letter to your 18 year old self. Mm. 
And then also write a letter to your 80 year old self. I love that one. I love that one. And I forget to do it. And it's one of those ones that too much time goes by between when I've done it last. And it's always so helpful. And I think if you're having, um, and maybe you're going through a time where you're being hard on yourself, there's something that just brings you back to that, like, you need to care for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that comes out when you're writing letters to a young version of you who, like, you want to make excited for, like, oh, my gosh, so many great things are going to happen in your life. And if you're feeling confused or lost right now, just know it will get better. And yeah. then 80-year-old you where you're like, oh, man, I hope that we lived our life this way. I hope that we accomplished these things but also still lived a like a very full, well-rounded life. I think that it's a really great exercise. I love that so much. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's so much you can you There's so much you can say in that simple exercise, all the things that you are, that you can be excited about. Like if you're talking to your younger self, all the things that you're going to go through and like survive and become more wise or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever there's just, gosh, what a, what a great way to put everything in perspective, your past and your yep. future in like a minute. So fast. Yeah. You, you can put as much or as little time into it as you want. I think it's one of those ones that you could write yourself a long ass letter. It can be more of a note, but I think either way, it's a good one. So um, what's one of yours, Dilly? Um, One that I love is if you were guaranteed to succeed at this, what would you do? And this could be about a career, you know, like it could be a career move. It could be a relationship move. It could be literally moving locations, like whatever it might be that you're scared about, like, how would I act? And what would I do if I knew it was going to work out the way that I wanted? Yeah. Um, and that one is very helpful because I've very, I've learned that, um, it really takes a a lot of the same energy to do things that I don't want to do and do things that I do want to do. And of course the energy is a lot more fun when I'm doing stuff that I like, but just to kind of take the steps and get started, it's like, it's the same energy. So I might as well be putting into something I actually fucking want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's one that really gets me. That's a great reminder. My, my other one that comes from the artist's way is if you had five other lives to live, what would you do? Yes. And that one, I'm trying to remember if that was the first kind of prompt in that book that gave me some courage to start stand up because I think stand up comedian was one of them. And this was, you know, this was when I was in college and hadn't really started a career life path. But at the time I was pursuing a math major to become a high school math teacher. And so I, it is an exercise that helps you kind of lean into your dreams. And uh, a lot of people aren't really letting themselves do that. They're living in a very practical way. But if you say, hey, just fuck it, just for the sake of doing this exercise, if you could live five other lives, what are the other careers that you would have pursued? And sometimes it's like, even if you don't actually want to pursue any of those five other careers, it's, it's a good way to go. Well, maybe I can do something this week that taps into that. If, uh, if you had wanted to be like 
a spice girl in another life maybe you can like go dancing with your friends one of the nights that weekend or what just like something that kind of taps into that part of you that just wants to have fun and feel fulfilled so good so it's interesting because I cannot think of other careers now can you like all right if you had to do that exercise now and could not be one of them what would you have on your list I'd really have to think about that I'd really have to think about it too it's it would be things that would have, I think, required me to be um, a, like a slightly different human. Like right. I love music so much. I think I would have loved to have been like a, like a dancer, a singer in another life. But I don't, it, you know, if I'm being realistic with myself, I don't think that I have a skill set that would allow me to do that in this current life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, it's kind of like if I could be born in Kelly Clarkson's body and have her vocal cords. <laughs> that would have been fun to be a singer just cause I, you know, yeah. music's just so fun, but yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. How about you? Okay. I have a few have come to my mind. I would like, it's so funny. I would like to be a songwriter, not performer, oh. but actually write songs for other people. I think that would be so fucking fun. And yeah. I thought of like, Oh, maybe I'll take like a songwriting class at some point just for fun to have it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've gifted songs to people for their birthdays and stuff and gotten them made and all that. Oh, and yeah. I think another one is just uh, an artist, like a, some kind of fine artist or yeah. just painting on canvas all day and selling selling my work, um, which I've also thought about, like, maybe I'll do that at some point just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one is I think I would be a therapist. I think I would be a, a licensed mental health professional. Um, because I'm, yeah, I, I think that sounds like, you know, very fulfilling. So I don't know. That's and it's interesting. Funny. I mean, I help them in my career. So I think it's interesting. I'm very close to one of my other lives that I maybe would have done or right. tried. Right. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, you guys know my passion for makeup and I think, of course, that would also yeah. be pretty high up on the list would be would be to be um, I don't know that I would have wanted to be like a working makeup artist because that's a very different kind of life. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's what would fulfill me. But if I could have um, like come up, say that again, like a beauty. influencer. Yeah, like a beauty yeah. influencer. Yeah. But also I talked to, um, you know, Allison, my best friend who I had on the podcast, she had ended yeah. up switching over to travel vlogging. And I do feel like that, uh, like the YouTube beauty world is kind of catered to a younger audience. And that's, mm-hmm. that's when I think is harder to see like long-term fulfillment, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And then acting has also always been a dream of mine, but that does feel, that is a hope in my current life that I can do more of that as, um, as I grow as a comic, that would be fun to, yeah. to incorporate more of that too. But yeah, uh, it's a good exercise. Yeah. It's super fun to think about. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I have this one down that, you know, you just talked about what five lives would you have? Uh-huh. Um, I have, if you had five years left, how would you spend them? Now that number has changed for me throughout the years. Sometimes mm. it's one year, two year, 10 years, whatever, seven. And the, my goal when I, when I share that number is, um, I, it, well, it could be, it could be a few things if you're trying to utilize this for yourself. Do you want to get some clarity on how you would like to make money or are you really, really, do you love your job? And it's really not about finding that kind of alignment. Yeah. Um, and you're really just wanting to see like, okay, if I didn't have to think about money or whatever, what would my values be? Who would I spending, be spending time with? I like to think of it as um, I still had to make some money to survive, um, but I also really prioritized free time. I like to kind yeah. of get a number that makes sense where, you know, if I'm like, oh, if I, if I, if I was gone tomorrow, well, I wouldn't work and I would take out a bunch of money in my bank account and I would go party or whatever. Right. Like right. it's like, so it's not really conducive to like, what would you actually do in your day to day? If you had a lot more time left yeah. than that. So this might be like, you know, if I only had 10 years left, what would I do? Would I change my career? Would I spend more time with this person? Would yeah. I travel to that, that place that I've been putting off for, you know, 20 years? Would I finally make that trip? So mm-hmm. I think that number is different for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that because I also think of it as, yeah, how much money would I need to save to retire and yeah. just do the things outside of work or, um, what could I really like, how, how little work could I do to, to still make an income doing something I enjoy, but also to spend a lot of like free time in, in other areas of my life. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just one that really makes me think of yeah. if you knew when you were going to go. Yeah. How would that change shit for you? Yeah, definitely. And I know you're saying that we all hope to have more than five years and like trying to figure yes. out how that exercise can also be applicable to uh, like a long-term Goal. exactly you'd like 20 years if I only had 20 years left yeah is this what I want to do for work is this do I want a family do I not want a family do I want to travel do I like I just think it puts things in perspective because yeah like when yeah. we know that it's a finite amount of time but when you actually think of it as a finite amount of time I think it can put you into action yeah mm-hmm. I've been having that conversation more with myself recently about the why of of what I'm doing of like behind career success behind making money it's like why are you why is this important to you what is the ultimate goal here what amount of money will make you feel comfortable to like then spend some of it in a way that you take care of yourself um, or pamper yourself I guess yeah 
and, um, and like retirement. And so I've never really been thinking of retirement because I love what I do so much that I always just kind of pictured myself being like old on stage. (laughs) Yeah. And I would still, I still hope to perform when I'm old, but I also look at the type of work I do in terms of touring and, you know, I'm going to be on a plane. I'm going to be traveling for about 40 weeks of this year. And a lot, yeah. it's a lot. And it's a little bit of like a younger person's game, right? Right. Where you doing that over time, you do get to a point, I think. I, I'm not there yet. I'm just kind of getting started in the intense touring but I am starting to understand that you do want to get to a place where you um, can take a step back, I think, from that amount of travel. Right. Because it right. is just so much. Yeah. I totally feel similar to you, Kels. Like, I can't picture myself being fully retired. I feel like I'm always going to at least have one client. I just like, I have yeah. to. I love it too much. Yeah. And, like, I've talked with Cam. He's like, you're, you're never going to retire. Like, yeah. you know, I just like, I like to do that stuff. But I think it comes to a point where I'm trying to get to the point where work would be optional. It wouldn't be a necessity. I could work or I could not work. And I think yeah. that's kind of what retirement would be for me is yeah. Yeah, if I want to take a few months off or whatever I could, if I only just wanted to do this one project, I could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I can't. What am I going to do? do? I know. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like I projects around the house, but I also just, yeah, I really like, I like what I do and I like what I do for money. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I still have such a childlike excitement. I talk about this with them, with Taylor and with Chad a lot about when you are trying new material and it works, like that yes. rush of a new joke hitting, it's like, I mean, it still feels like I'm as excited as I was a few months into starting comedy, that early magic where you're like, oh my God, what a feeling this is. And yeah, I just feel so lucky to feel so fulfilled by what I do. Right. You're crazy. But yeah. Um, so <laughs> as we were talking, I spilled water all over my, <laughs> my notes. And so I had to tear it out quickly from my planner so I don't ruin the rest of my planner. Um, so, okay. So this is a little bit, you were talking about, um, like if you had five years left and yeah. basically taking stock of priorities and, and stuff like that. Right. For me, something I, like, I felt this way this morning where I went to bed later than I would have liked to, um, cause I had a show which then means if I'm trying to let my body rest and get a full night's sleep, I'm waking up closer to like 10 a.m., mm-hmm. which is not not ideal for my schedule because then I just feel like I lose the morning completely. Yeah. And a feeling I have often, I know we talk about on the show, is just not having enough time. Like I feel like time moves so quickly each day and sometimes I wish I could just stop time and yeah. go go do something. So um, I think a prompt is if you could, if you had like a an Avengers superpower to stop time for two to three hours in the morning or two to three hours in the night, what would you do with that time? Ooh, that's a great one. Um, yeah. A lot of my, yeah, a lot of my friends are parents or just becoming parents. And I, I think for parents, maybe more than any other person on the planet, it seems like they just don't 
ever have enough time. Right. That's something that comes up a lot with my friends who have kids is like, I, I just, it's nonstop. Like they always need you. I can't. they talk about if they get even like 30 minutes of yeah. quiet time to themselves in the day, that that's like massive. Right. And that they sometimes have to spend those 30 minutes then frantically like picking up the house or like it's, it doesn't sound like even if they get the free time that they want, that it's for them. It's kind of like yeah. they have to get caught up on never ending to-do lists and stuff. So if you were able to carve out more time each day, what are you craving? Like what, what are you wishing that you could do? And I think sometimes that helps us. Yeah, that's great. What did you, what's your answer to that? I would really like to, um, I'd like to get involved in a, um, like a volleyball team again. Oh yeah. Some sort of sport that's really missing from my life. I've continued to be able to stay fairly active, even with this work schedule. Um, I really like the gym that I have, but uh, it's different. It's different when you can go play in a sport and, that's something I would really like to do, but that, that does require me making this commitment to a team and um, trying to like be in town on game nights and, and all of that. So I'm going to look into it and see if I'm able to, but that would, I think, really fill something in me that isn't getting, isn't yeah. getting filled. Yeah. I love that. That's nice. Thanks. What would you do? You yeah. think? Um, I think I would just do, I think I would actually like meditate and stretch and uh, like lift weights every day instead of just every once in a while or when I remember. Yeah. And I've realized that it's not that I don't want to do those things. It's just that because of the talk of like morning routine and stuff like that, I have been trying to do a lot of that stuff in the morning, but I'm just too fucking excited in the morning. I just have to accept that that's how I am. Like I wake yeah. up with a lot of energy <laughs> and, yeah. and I just want to do a few things, brush my teeth and drink a cup of my athletic greens or whatever, and, yeah. and just get dressed and get, get into it. Yeah. And I realize, like when I try to meditate and stuff in the morning, it's not because I'm like, I'm worried, like, oh, I wonder if we got some kind of response that we're not, you know, getting to in time. It's like, I'm excited to see what's going on. I'm uh, excited to yeah. get into it and I don't want to wait anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so I, what I've started to do is just do those things after I'm done with work. Then I will go on mm. my long walks. Then I will stretch, maybe meditate, do some weights. So it's like, it's done and I, I was able to do the thing I was excited about. And now I'm excited about winding down and like doing this thing. So I think I would just actually do those things more often and, and for longer amounts of time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't meditate. I wouldn't stretch for like two minutes. Maybe I'd do 20 minutes or whatever. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoga video. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just too excitable in the morning. I have to, I had to work with myself instead of try to like fit myself in the morning routine situation. Yeah. Dude, I, I feel that so hard. I feel like the second I'm up that I'm like, we got to go. Like we got to, <laughs> but I like all this stuff. I like yeah. feeling productive. I like kind of getting right into all that stuff, but it does, uh, it does make me feel like I just don't have enough hours. So we'll yeah. see. I'm going to continue to I talk about it a lot about the tour schedule that it's hard to get yourself on like a consistent 
sleep schedule because I'm yeah. traveling. I'm in different time zones constantly. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a mess, but we're yes. always trying. We're always yes. trying. I love that one though. That's such a good one. Such a good one. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Um, this is my last one for the holistic prompts. Um, and I use this one a lot for myself to, to make a lot of decisions, but if you couldn't tell anyone about it, would you do it? If you couldn't bring it up in conversation, if you couldn't post about it on Instagram, if you couldn't, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, would you do that thing? And for me, this really helped when I was in the beginning of trying to determine what I was doing for joy or because I wanted to and what Mm. I was doing because I thought I had to or other people wanted me to do it or I felt there was no other option and I'm like oh wow like yeah if I couldn't post this thing on Instagram or something or if I couldn't do this thing I wouldn't even do this at all yeah okay um interesting yeah and so that one really really helped me um yeah kind kind of determine what I was doing for like external validation or because it was somebody else's like idea for me, then it was actually something that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's been a big thing for you, like with stand up and all of that, that like you did a whole career path that wasn't right. Like necessarily what you truly wanted. Right. And that was, so yeah, help me leave stand up. It helped me close a business. It helped me remove different tasks off my plate. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of it. And I remember like, um, I don't know, I've maybe probably mentioned this moment before, but sometimes when I experience like the best possible outcome and I'm still not happy, I know I got to do something different. Oh, you know, where it's like, like oh. let's take stand up for an example. Yeah. Fucking great show. Great crowd. Uh, yeah. you know, people like my peers liked my set. I got people coming up to me asking for a picture or an autograph like it was it's the best possible outcome yeah and when I walked myself to the car I was like I still don't want to do, do this and I don't know why because that uh, was like if it if it what am I going to do on the nights that it's not great yeah yeah I'm fucked if I feel like this on when everything goes well I know I'm <laughs> not in the right 
the right spot for myself. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So I don't know. That's one that I like. I still use that one quite a bit. Well, should we get into our kind of more daily ones? Yes, let's do it. So that was to give, you know, some big perspective. And now here's some little nuggets that, you know, might be helpful to check in with yourself multiple times. Yeah. One of my favorite ones to start with, uh, and I know I talked about this a while ago, but is asking yourself the two questions, how do you feel and what do you need? Right. And to me, that's always kind of just like the, uh, like the SOS, (laughs) like if I'm feeling like I'm spinning out or just kind of scattered, I just ask myself those two things. And it's such a quick way to get in touch with myself and really like kind of cut through whatever's going on and just be like, okay, this is the main thing I'm feeling right now. And the thing I need to help with it is to do this or this. Right. Right. That's a great one. So simple too. Um, I, I, I guess I have something or not really something similar, maybe, but, um, the, have you heard of that? This, I did not make this concept up. I don't know who did, but it's like the, um, I don't know what they call it, the tower of why or the spiral of why or whatever, where mm-hmm. you keep asking yourself why, like, why are you feeling this way? Or, you know, why are you feeling this way? Well, I'm just anxious. Why are you anxious? Because I'm nervous about oh. tomorrow. Why are you nervous about tomorrow? Because I want them to like me. Why do you want people to like you? Because if they don't, then I'm going to be alone right like it just makes you go deep 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 into the root um and so I like that that like the why I don't know if it's called that the why spiral to get past the surface into like what is what is actually going on with you and then allow yourself to really feel that if you need to feel sad or embarrassed or whatever and then one simple thing that um I just like okay what's one simple action I can like do to maybe alleviate or whatever yeah. might be take a bath might be have a conversation with somebody might whatever um uh, but I like that and I think that could be used in a lot of ways the power of why you know yeah I like that too because that's uh, I think the the power of journaling is that it is that conversation with yourself like you can't make even a like a therapist necessarily ask you all the right questions you can't make a family member you can't make a friend know how to exactly like probe into what's going on you can have very helpful conversations with people in your life that kind of I think get a conversation rolling but only you have the ability to like really keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until you get to like what's really going on yeah yeah So I really like that one. And I, for me, you know, we kind of talked about how we approach journaling where I know, like I do it as needed. And I always know when I have to do it is because I, there's no other choice. Like I have to get this out of me. I have to write this down. It's usually when I have a lot of ideas about something, or I'm like really worried about something and I just have to just get it out of my body. Yeah. Um, And that's truly what I do. I uh, maybe monthly, I maybe probably journal once a month. And then I just take these journal prompts and I just ask the question in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I could be doing the dishes, asking myself that question and like, just talk it out with myself if yeah. I don't feel like, you know, going and writing it down. But um, right. I find questions are so helpful for me. Yeah. I think uh, another one I have that kind of goes with what you're saying is whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed and like 
I'm having a hard time even just starting writing. Sometimes yeah. I will just write at the top of my page, I am feeling dot, dot, dot. And I will just <laughs> write a ton of adjectives oh. that all encompass what's going on with me. Um, or uh, more specifically, I'm feeling anxious about, or I'm feeling worried about, I'm feeling scared about, I'm feeling depressed about. And then just doing a mind dump of all of the things that might be going on. And that to me is, um, is very, very helpful if I'm in a particularly overwhelming place. So good. So, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just even I, I feel <laughs> it's like a good prompt. Yeah. I feel and then fill in the blank for yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, I like to really, I, I like to get kind of dark with my questions. If you've been tuning in, you know this about me, right? Like, what do I do if I'm dead in five years? That kind yeah. of stuff. But I really like to go with like, what is, what's the worst that can happen? What is the worst case scenario? It makes mm, me right. feel so much better to actually be like, okay, why are you, you're anxious about work right now? What's going on? Well, I'm afraid that everything's going to go away. I'm going to lose my company. And then I, then what? Okay. If that happens, what would you do? I would build a new one or I would look for a job or I would, you know, right. like, it's just, it would be okay. I, I know how to do that. I've done it yeah. before. Okay. I know how to look for a job. If I need to look for a job, I know how to do an interview. So it just takes the, that vague shitty feeling or thought spiral and actually makes it logical on paper. And then I can tell myself to fuck off basically, you know, like, Oh, <laughs> you worried about this? Shut up. You know, like that's ridiculous. You know how to do this. Yes. Um, it just always makes me feel better. And this could be about a business thing, a relationship thing. I mean, a health thing. It, it's, it just, it, it helps me. It gives me permission to spiral and it gives me permission to go really dark. And yeah. then once I do, I'm like, oh, you're, you're being really silly in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> That's a really good one. My therapist used to tell me this trick and it sounds like it's been helpful for some of you listeners that if you're somebody that's hard on yourself, she was like, well, lean into that and see what that feels like to really like go hard on yourself and actually right. try to beat yourself up for the thing that you're, and then you kind of come to your own defense. Cause you're like, well, wait, hold on. The, no, actually I am being so ridiculous. There is no reason for me to be this hard on myself for this right. thing you know it's like right times you have to like reverse psychology <laughs> your brain yes absolutely absolutely yeah. what else is on your your daily list anything else Kels so it's helpful if you're in that mood sometimes to do like I feel anxious about and then do that dump but sometimes also if you um, need to be pulled out of it, I think doing just a gratitude dump is a very quick way, like set a timer for three minutes and just write as many things as you can think of that you feel grateful for. And also I know I had mentioned in the whole, this might be more of a holistic category one, but with the letters, like write in a letter to your 18 year old self or your 80 year old self. I think sometimes when we're journaling, people might pop up over and over in our journal entries of like that you're feeling maybe angry toward or um, some things that are unresolved. Maybe you didn't get an apology that you wanted. And I always feel like writing a letter to that person that you don't end up sending, but yeah. journaling is such a great space for that to get your feelings out in an uncensored way. 
And even though that person is not going to be receiving them, you can really like feel it. You can read it out loud to yourself afterward as if you were reading it to them. I just think that's one of the most powerful exercises out there. Yes, such a good one. And who was the guest on that we had who likes to use, um, I forget which book he uses these questions from, but um, is this true? And what if the opposite were true? Mike Rabiglia. Mike Rabiglia. And he was referencing a book, I think, right? Or somebody's yeah. method, right? Somebody's method, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, that's- That that's blew a, that's my a, mind. Yeah, that's a great one too. Is like, um, is this true or am I just beating myself up, you know? Mm-hmm. And what if the opposite were actually true? What if that person didn't think that way of me? Or what if they're also nervous? Yeah. Or, you know, like that's nice um, too because we can really get wrapped up in just our own perspective and it becomes so difficult to put yourself in somebody else's shoes sometimes or think about what what their perspective might be or what's going on in their life because we're so focused on all the shit we fucked up or whatever. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And, um, yeah. So that you know that's that's a nice nugget too. And um I have kind of a, a holistic one too that might be helpful for career relationship, whatever it might be. I know it's really helped me mm-hmm. is if I hadn't been doing this thing for a long time um, and felt either obligated or guilty if I changed it or did something else, would I stay? For example, if you're in a relationship that is not great for yourself and you say, well, I've been with this person for 10 years or 20 years, I can't leave or else it would be a waste or I would, you know, I'm afraid of this. Okay. What if you knew that person for two months, would you stay or would you be like, "Mm, this behavior is not cool with me. I'm going to go this way. Um, oh, and this could good be a job, one. right? Like if I had this job for 20 years, okay, what if you had just get gotten hired and this was two weeks and you were seeing how they operate? Would you leave? Are you only staying because of the time? And if you Dude. are, think about all the time that you are giving up if you stay. Do you want to uh. be there for next 20 years? Or do you want to be like, all right, I learned a lot. Now it's time to move on, you know? Oh my God. That's such a powerful one. I think especially in relationships. Yeah. Because it's always like, if you're considering leaving one, there's sometimes that thought of like, oh my God, but this is going to be so hard. But then you need to ask yourself, think about how much harder it's going to be if I stay longer. Right. And um, Allison, one of uh, my favorite minimalism tips of hers of decluttering has been and she talks about this with like clothing items or you know anything around the house is if you could go back in time would you buy this again right and it's kind of that same principle but with a career with a relationship where it's like if you could go back in time knowing what you know now um would you still be doing this would you still be involved in this career in this relationship so exactly yeah that's a really good one man that's a really that that's a kick in the dick that one that'll make you yeah that'll make you reevaluate some things and sometimes that's a a tough answer yes answer yeah absolutely absolutely um any other ones Kels that's it it for me I think we did it yeah oh my gosh if you have any questions that you ask ask yourself or prompts, please send them in to selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com. I would truly love to, to learn about what helps you as well in your journaling practice or questions or whatever, because we just love this shit. 
Yes, <laughs> seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, we also am realizing we have a quotable from um, one of our helpsters, Amelia. Um, oh, it's, uh, it's not attributed to anybody in particular. It's, it says to unknown, but um, be proud of yourself. You survived the days you thought you couldn't. So good and so relatable to what we're talking about. Seriously, yeah, that's Jamie Page had a quotable that I still think about, which was, um, but what is stronger than the human heart that shatters over and over and still lives? What is stronger than the human heart? Yeah. Is that the first part of it? Mm. Yeah, like, but what is stronger than the human heart that shatters over and over and still lives or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, Any anything like that where it's like you have made it through the days that you didn't think you could, that's pretty powerful. Mm. That's so good. And what, and you can remind yourself of those things in your journal prompts too. Oh yeah. Well, the things that you've been through. Yeah. Like what, what else have I been through? Like this is a tough time potentially. What else have I been through and made it to the other side of? Yeah. Like that's a nice reminder, but yeah, Amelia, thank you so much. If you want to submit quotables that get on the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And we also have 65 bonus episodes and you can submit recommendations that get on the show and shout outs to your loved ones or yourself. Yes. Um, and you can vote on topics. It's a fun spot to be. It really Love is. Have you over there. Yes. And we have an iTunes review of the episode. Um, it's, this is from, from the St. Paul girl. Uh, they say crushing it. Thanks for the episode on 20 tips for managing the winter blues. This is such a great visual way to be reminded of what brings me joy. Thank oh, you nice. so much. You have no idea what that review means to me because that was a solo episode I did. And I get a little, um, sometimes a little less confident in the solo episodes because. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different dynamic than when we're both able to talk to one another. And I, uh, I, I'm just so happy that that episode helped you. Thank you for letting us know and for taking the time to leave such a sweet iTunes review. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, if you want to leave a review, Mike, get on the show. Yes. It helps the show. <laughs> it's the free way, the free way to help the show guys. Yes. Uh, please, please leave us an iTunes review and rating. And uh, so um, I, I've got a, a quick good shit. Fabulous. Let's hear it. Quick, good shit slash treat yourself. Um, I bought a new car. Yes. <laughs> That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. How do you feel driving it? What's it, what's it feel like? Feels good. I, um, I haven't had any sort of SUV before, but um, it's, it's really nice in winter weather and uh, it's not, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be like a car person. That's not like my treat myself it's sort of category I'm not like really drawn to with super fancy cars or anything like that but um it does feel really nice to have what feels like a very reliable um safe new car and I've just been loving it so far and it's like a fun representation of a lot of hard work too sometimes it's fun to have like a physical thing that you get to enjoy every day like a car that's like Yep, like was on the road for a lot of weekends last year <laughs> to right. to earn to earn this car, and uh, I mean, same with same with this year. This is a busy tour, and yeah, it's it's fun to to do that and to get yourself something that kind of goes to show, like, yep, you're you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I have a good shit. Um, 
Cam and I tonight are officially planning our honeymoon to Ireland. We're going to actually like look at the tickets and the dates and like book things and schedule things and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just really excited to do it. And, um, oh yeah, I'm just, I just can't freaking wait. I can't freaking wait. And, um, I know I mentioned uh, before on the podcast, but we're going to be staying in Dublin for a couple nights at the Hilton in Dublin. And that is my grandfather's old childhood address. So his home used to be there. And apparently, you know, they built on it at some point, but we will be staying at his old childhood home address. And <sighs> I just think that's going to be so interesting. And um, before he passed away, he told me, cause I was able to tell him like, we're going to go to Ireland for our honeymoon. We plan to do this stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh, make sure you get a, ho- or a, a room on the second floor. Cause that's, that's what I was born on the second floor born in his home or something. I don't know if it was an apartment. I really should have asked a lot more questions. Uh, But yeah, yeah. So we're going to try to get a room on the second floor of the Hilton. Um, Yeah. So I'm just really excited. I think it's going to be so interesting. So it's going to be like, it's going to be a very romantic getaway. I, you know, but it's also going to be like really meaningful um, to be there. And you know, I have a lot of family um, buried at the Glasnevin Cemetery and, you know, my great aunt got her first job at the Guinness factory, like all these things like that are part of my family are also going to be part of like the trip. Um, and I was like, okay, oh, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope I'm not just like a mess the whole time. Oh my We're going to do sexy stuff too, I promise, but <laughs> I might be crying in between. <laughs> just wet from a lot of places on my body throughout the whole trip every orifices will be wet (laughs) oh well god I can't wait to hear about it that's just so exciting so excited dude yeah that's it with me amazing well guys as always please head to kelseycook.com get those tour date tickets I cannot wait for the Minneapolis shows at the end of this month the 22nd through the 25th um, Acme Comedy Company is one of the best clubs in the country and it was one of my favorite tour stops last year so I can't wait to be back and awesome. uh, yeah so many more coming up awesome and you can head over to delaneyfisher.com for the minimalist business podcast and some other complimentary resources for mental health professionals and entrepreneurs who are excited to scale their business minimally nice that's it All right, you guys, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. Love you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.